Blog Talk Radio. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Real Estate Investor Goddesses podcast. I'm Monique Hom, and I am here with a very special guest. Today, we're going to be interviewing Lydia Monroy, who is the managing director of a private equity real estate firm called Benedict Canyon Equities. And she has Since joining BCE, overseeing the acquisition of 58 properties valued at 1.5 billion with a B billion dollars, and uh, but she didn't start there. And we're gonna we're gonna talk about her story and just find out, you know, about this amazing badass real estate investor goddess. Welcome, Lydia. Thank you, thank you so much, Monique. I'm excited to be here. I'm excited to have you. But just some background, y'all. Lydia is my neighbor, my my next door neighbor. Um, and yes, we I, are. yeah, we're we're next door neighbors. And well, I started getting into real estate syndication and investment more heavily. You know, I I had no idea that my next door neighbor was such a badass. And then um, <laughs> found out what she was up to. I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> Amazing. So I'm really excited to bring her to you guys to share her story. So um, we're going to we're gonna kind of start at the beginning. I, I, I want to know, Lydia, how did you even get started in real estate investment? Sure. Um, well, when I graduated from undergrad, I uh, had a degree in psychology. And I always knew I wanted to go into business. And after graduation, I was in the a marketing, sales role, PR, and eventually I went into nonprofit fundraising. Actually did fundraising for my alma mater, which is Yale University. And while I was there I was meeting a lot of very successful people and I was inspired by some of the real estate individuals that I had met who had achieved a level of financial freedom that gave them the life that they wanted to lead, but also, more importantly, give them the ability to give back to charities and nonprofits and the university um, by, by their success. So that really inspired me to you know, start thinking about real estate. So I decided to apply to business school. Um, I knew I was going to need the technical skills and the credentials to make a career switch into real estate. So I applied to business school, went uh, to UCLA Anderson here in Los Angeles, and I focused my time on um, learning about real estate. Um, And this was during 2008, 2009, actually. So I had my summer internship between the first and second year at AIG Investments. And while I was there, I was in the distressed debt group. And this was the summer mm, of 2008. Lots of work there. So I actually, yeah, I actually thought I was ahead of, ahead of the curve. Um, <laughs> and, <laughs> and it was a phenomenal team, and we were underwriting and buying portfolios of uh, distressed mortgages in Europe. And mm. they were all capitalized by homes throughout um, Germany and other places. Well... The second year started, and the crash happened. And I thought I was going to be able to get a job after graduation because we were ahead of the curve and distressed debt. Um, mm-hmm. But unfortunately, 
to the turmoil and the reorganization of AIG, that offer that they had given me never materialized. So there I was in 2009, in the <laughs> spring of 2009, about to graduate, and you know, credit, well not credit, but uh, student debt looming over my head, payments that were going to start mm-hmm. yeah. really shortly. And I'm like, what do I do? <laughs> you know, I want to be in real estate, you know, but this is one of the most challenging times to find an opportunity in real estate and acquisition especially, and that was where I wanted to be in. And one of my mentors told me, you know, Lydia, if you want to end up working for a private equity firm down the road, what you need to do is go entrepreneurial. Try to get some deals done over the next two years, and then by that time, the market will start picking up, and you'll be able to find a job, no problem. So that's what I did. (laughs) I uh, met a friend through a friend, and he owned a small brokerage firm downtown LA and we partnered. He had a lot of family and friends that wanted to invest in real estate and um, he was looking for a partner. So we came together and I actually syndicated three deals with him um, in Koreatown, three multifamily deals. That's great. So um, can let me pause you for a second because I want you to explain what syndication is to to our listeners who may not know what that means. What is syndication? So in its simplest form, you know, syndication basically involves pooling capital with other investors for a common purpose, such as buying a real estate asset. So you can think of it, you know, a lot of people know about crowdfunding today. So with crowdfunding before, there was crowdfunding for real estate. Um, (laughs) Yep. And and Basically, That's a good explanation. There's, yeah, there's a, the syndicator, the person or the sponsor they're called, um, puts together the transaction. So that's either a person or a team or a company, and they find the real estate, they underwrite it, they do the due diligence, obtain the financing, and then they pull together the investors uh, into the syndication, and then they buy it together. And then also the sponsor will manage the asset and oversee the business plan. And typically that sponsor will receive some type of benefit for it. Um, There's a lot of different ways that syndicators structure that benefit. Sometimes they get an interest in the property, an ownership in the property, without putting in very much capital or maybe none at all. In other cases, they will receive a profit above and beyond a return that they have promised their investors. So there's multiple ways you can structure it, um, but that's, in a nutshell, what a syndication is. Yeah. Okay. Thanks for, thanks for explaining that. So, returning to your story, and I and I love. I mean, in a way, you 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 graduated, um, you finished business school at a very challenging time for finding a job, but actually a, a time with a lot of opportunity to for real estate purchasing. The people who were able exactly. to buy at that time were getting real estate on sale. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it was it was challenging still to find um, great properties, but they, like you said, they were at great prices. And um, and I didn't you know I had to figure it out. <laughs> I had taken a couple classes yeah. in business school. But this is the real world, so 
luckily the you know the, my partner is a broker as well, so he had deal flow and you know you know we were able to get these these syndications done, and I was able to reach out to banks and you know look at their REOs and whatnot. Well, what ended up happening is in 2011, just like my mentor had said, <laughs> a firm came knocking, actually, and yeah. that was Benedict in Equities. They were looking to grow their team, and um, they had just formed a GP fund uh, to buy real estate. Uh, they had previously been syndicators themselves, and they were looking for someone who had experience, real on-the-ground experience, and the principals like to say that when they met me, they wanted to hire me right away because they were very impressed with the fact that I had managed to get three deals done in one of the worst economic times uh, in our history, and they had known companies that hadn't done three deals, so they were very impressed, and that was, my mentor was exactly right, and so when I joined the firm, it was like jumping on a Speeding bullet train. <laughs> it was it's been <laughs> nonstop ever since, <laughs> um, and you know I've just had an incredible last six years. I've been there for six years. So when I started, I was an associate. I was doing the underwriting, helping with the due diligence, and I was a second employee. And hmm. um, because I was so entrepreneurial, um, the founders actually. They had founded the company on the side. Um, while they worked full-time at other uh, companies, they had raised money with their family and friends. And so now they were looking for people to build a team out so that they were no longer, you know, act, had to be actively involved and they could have a team to run the business. And so from there, I was able to really take advantage of the opportunity and learn every aspect of the business. I've pretty much worn every hat, whether it's property management, asset management, best relations, financing, um, obviously transactions, understanding how to underwrite, do the due diligence, raise the money, put it all together. And that is, uh, we have grown over the last uh, six years. You know, we have about 12 employees now, and I've personally been involved in a over a billion and a half in acquisitions, and our firm now crazy. Uh, yeah, it's, it's amazing. Exciting. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's funny right. to look back when I look at that number. It's wow. It is it is a lot, and it's it's impressive. And uh, but it's it's happened so quickly. You, it's it's nice to kind of look back and say, wow, we we've done a lot over the last six years. Yeah, you should be. Very proud. It's incredible. <laughs> um, so I want to ask you about a deal. So this is, you've done a lot of deals with your, um, with BCE. And I want to ask you about a recent deal that you've done by yourself on the side. And I think it's, it's helpful for our listeners to hear about this one because it's, it's smaller. So a lot, a lot of times when people are hearing numbers like in the billions, they can't even imagine ever doing anything like that or even getting right. close to that. But, uh, so it's, it's helpful to hear, okay, this is you know, what, what you were able to do and also something that you were able to do on the side while also having a very demanding job. 
So I'd love to hear, I'd love if you could share a little bit about your, the recent acquisition of the Fiveplex here in LA. Sure. I would love to tell you about that. So just so you um, have a frame of reference, so Benedict Canyon Equities, we buy multifamily assets in about the 20 to $50 million range, all in the Western region of the country. And um, so we've done that over and over again very successfully. And so I decided that, you know, I would want to do investments on the side myself, just as our principals had done. And I happened to find, well, I'm always in contact with brokers, and I actually had done a, before doing this fiveplex, I purchased my own fourplex on my own without investors and renovated it. And so I was in touch with brokers in the mid-city area of Los Angeles. And a broker came to me with this phenomenal opportunity to buy a fiveplex that was completely vacant. The previous owners, or the current owners at the time, they had um, did a cash for keys programs for the tenants. So in LA, any property built before 1978 is rent controlled. And if you want to um, have the tenants move out, you can do a so that you can do renovations to the property, you can do a cash for keys program. And there's set rates the, the city um, puts as a minimum. And that is that was half the work, <laughs> is getting out the tenants. Because typically when you underwrite transactions in a rent-controlled market, the numbers don't work often. The rents are so, both low, so far below market. Yeah. And the cost to get the tenant out is you know, 20000 per tenant sometimes or more depending where you are um, wow. but it doesn't make sense so this this seller actually had done half the work and they just had t- too many property projects going on and they were running into cash flow problems and um, they were just looking to kind of flip it basically to, to another type of investor so that's where I jumped on it because I knew what I had here which was a, a gem a, you know a home run just as long as I could yeah. finance put it together. So this asset is in West Adams. It's a historical area of the city. It's very close to downtown and USC, and it's right in the central part of the city, just south of the 10. So it's very close to a lot of uh, employer, employment centers like Culver City, downtown, all the whole mid-city area, south of, uh, um, south of the 10 as well. So I I was very excited (laughs) when I found out about it, and I thought, well, this is a great opportunity to do a syndication myself. Um, It was the cost of the property was a million fifty thousand, and what I had to do really was to find how to finance it because it was empty. So couldn't get traditional financing um, because typically they're going to underwrite the income at the property, but if you don't have any income coming in or don't have a trailing 12 of income, uh, it becomes riskier for the bank. So I had to obtain a bridge loan. So and just a to tell loan. everybody for a second, because this was a five-plex, this was a commercial, she needed to get a commercial loan. So one to four okay. is a residential loan, five and more units, then you get into commercial, and that's when they start looking at income and other things. Exactly. Just to catch people up. Yeah. 
Right. So, um, so I had to get a bridge loan, and I was able to get one at 60% um, loan to purchase. So that meant I had to raise about another 600000 uh, from investors uh, to complete, to do the business plan. And the business plan is to renovate the units. Um, you know, the property was built. So it's a property with two buildings. The first building is a two-story uh, craftsman-style home with four units, four very large one-bedrooms. And then behind it is another property that is a two-bedroom, one-bath that was built in the 70s. Okay. So the business plan is to go in and to completely renovate. Luckily, during DV, there wasn't much major work that needed to be done. Um, the electrical had already been upgraded. The plumbing had been upgraded. Now it was really pretty much cosmetic. It's just going in there and making modernizing the, the look and the feel of it by putting in... Um, you know, stainless steel appliances and shaker style cabinets and uh, quartz countertops and you know, modern fixtures and putting really nice um, flooring in, vinyl paint flooring and two-tone paint, giving it a fresh, modern feel, even though it has all the nice characteristics of uh, a craftsman with all the details yeah. that work. Um, and one of the advantages of the property as well is that they, had, um, they have washer and dryer hookups. So we're going to provide uh, washer dryers, which in LA can be a premium of 100, sometimes 200 dollars per unit, just to have your own washer and dryer in your unit. So that was another exciting plus. So the plan is to renovate it over the next few months and then um, season the assets so that there's income and expenses coming in, so that we can refinance it. And at that point, we turn about a third maybe a little bit more uh, equity to the investors, um, and then hold the asset after that. So that's our business plan. That's great. Yeah. And, uh, so how – uh, sorry to interrupt, but how, how are you able to do this? How much time does it take? How are you able to do this with a full-time job? <laughs> well, <laughs> um, the key thing – especially when you have a full-time job, is building a team. Yeah. And I am so grateful to have a phenomenal team. So I, my husband actually is the construction manager, and he was able to be there on site um, during the inspection and to work on getting the budget, the cap- capital improvement budget together uh, with having vendors go out there and inspect and give bids and helping on the, the cost of unit turns. Um, I also had one of my best friends assist with fundraising. So she was mm-hmm. able to help with marketing and fundraising. So she helped put together the offering memorandum to our investors and to um, go out there and reach out to people. Also, I had a fantastic mortgage broker who helped me find that financing. Because if I had done it on my own, I wouldn't, <laughs> I wouldn't have been able to do it in time. I mean, it was a 30-day escrow that I was able to get extension for an additional 15 days. So the whole time frame was 45 days. Um, wow. I also have a great legal counsel and then also a GC, you know, that helped with uh, my husband and the construction side. So that was made it possible. I mean, I worked nights and weekends on the underwriting and pulling it all together, 
But without that team, I wouldn't have been able to do it. So that that was crucial. Um, that's crucial for anyone else who has a full-time job kind of looking to do this on the side is building a, a team that you trust and that understands the vision and understands the time frame that you're working under and work together to accomplish, you know, closing it on time. Yeah, absolutely. I always say real estate is a team sport. And <laughs> it's, it's having it a team. Yeah, it's having a good team that allows you to do real estate while also having a lifestyle that you that you enjoy. Exactly. Um, so um, that's so awesome. So I, I look forward to hearing more about how that goes. Um, we're, we're getting towards the end of our time, but I want to ask you, what advice do you have for a, for a woman or really any investor who's just starting out? Now you're pretty, you're very seasoned at this point, but mm-hmm. what, what would you tell somebody who's starting out now? I think um, I think it's always great to start out um, with your own investment um, before you bring in investors. It's uh, crucial for you to be able to have that confidence and build you know build your own track record by maybe buying a home with a house uh, in the back that you rent out, or buying a triplex or a uh, fourplex where you live in one of the units. Um, I think that is a great way to start out. Or if you, you know, want to do something bigger, it's, it would be crucial to partner with somebody. Partner with someone you trust who has experience. That way you can learn from their experience and do the deals together. Um, and you know, really avoid making mistakes that you know, sometimes first-time investors might make. Great advice. Bad, you don't want to make mistakes with other people's money. <laughs> making <laughs> exactly. with your own. <laughs> right. I mean, yeah. Do it. Do it yourself. Build that confidence, and then, then start taking investors' money when you know you have that confidence and believe in yourself. You can do it. I mean, real estate isn't rocket science. It's it's pretty, it's pretty easy. Um, and you know, it's just important to, to like I said, to partner, to build the right team, and to educate yourself. You know, going, reading books, going to conferences, networking—that that's crucial. I mean, that's that's important. I think I've missed that before, but that's one of the most important things: is just reading and talking to others who have done it. Yeah, great advice. That's awesome. Oh man, thank you so much for for sharing your story. Uh, we're definitely gonna have you back because you know a lot about a lot <laughs> and um and Love to come back. we'll have we'll have Lydia back to, to share about underwrite a, a bunch of things there I have a lot of uh, ideas for 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 what you know for other topics that you can share more on but I loved hearing your story it is so inspiring and um and really great so how can people find out more about you if they want or connect with you? Um, I think the best way would be to just connect with me on LinkedIn. Um, I think it's a great platform to uh, meet people, and I'm always willing to connect. Um, so you can send me a message, and I'd be happy to answer any questions or talk with you about more a little bit. I do. So LinkedIn awesome. would be great. Okay. 
That's great. I'll um I'll put your your LinkedIn um link in the bottom in the podcast description. I have been one month to to read, to find you. Um and now we're going to end with the Trinity as we as we love to do here at Real Estate Investor Goddesses. So a Trinity is a brag, a gratitude, and a desire. So I would love to hear a Trinity from you. Sure. Um, okay, so maybe one of the things I would brag about, um, maybe not brag, but celebrate, is that I'm yeah. six and a half months pregnant <laughs> with, our, <laughs> with our first child. <laughs> so I'm due in June with a, a boy, and I'm really just so excited about this next adventure in life. And, uh, you know, I, I can't wait to meet the little guy. <laughs> Yay, well bragged. What are you grateful for? Um, I would say I'm grateful for my family and my friends, coworkers as well, people who support me, uh, give me encouragement, you know, and you know, are just there to be part of my team. Um, I'm just really grateful for people mm-hmm. in my life. Beautiful gratitude. And last but not least, what's one thing you desire? One of the things I desire is to have the peace that comes with financial freedom. Mm. And that's why I got into real estate, is really to build wealth and to achieve a level of financial freedom so that I can do what I want to do with who I want to do and spend that quality time with family and friends. And I also want to help others uh, to achieve that as well. Hmm. So shall it be or better. (laughs) Beautiful. Uh, I'll share a quick trinity before we sign off. So I, um, I brag that I just spent nine days, um, uh, with the real estate guy, the real estate guys investor summit at sea. So we went on a cruise awesome. to Roatan, uh, Cozumel, and Belize, and uh, just it was incredible. Learned so much wow. and connected with such incredible people. So I just I celebrate that I was able to do that. Um, um, my mind is full with all of the things that I've learned and. Uh, next steps I'm going to take accordingly. So that was great. And I am grateful. Um, Thank you. I'm grateful for uh, the lifestyle freedom that I have being a a full-time real estate investor. I love that I was able to do that. go away for nine days and and that this morning I went to do the thing I do once a month. It's called Daybreakers of morning rave party sober rave it's so fun <laughs> so I went, it starts at 5 30 so I guess I could it's 5 30 a.m to 8 30 a.m I guess I could do it with the job but I'm just I'm grateful for the schedule and the that that uh, the time and and yeah. time freedom that I have so I'm really grateful for that and I desire um I desire uh, I'm having this event tomorrow night at the 
the LA with LA Real Estate Investor Club. It's at 5 a.m. at the LA Collection in West LA. And I desire a packed house. It's for, so we're meeting 5 to 6.30 for women real estate investors. And I'll be talking about how to invest uh, with other people's money and other people's time. And in real estate, I desire a packed house. So that's my desire. That's fantastic. I'm sure you will. (laughs) Thank you. Um, And thank you so much for being on today. That was awesome. Really, really great. Thank you for asking for it. Absolutely. And we'll have you here again. (laughs) Um, So. So thank you, and thanks to all the, the listeners. So remember um, to keep it fun, keep it juicy in real estate, and we will catch you next time on the Real Estate Investor Gossip Podcast. Bye-bye. Bye.